you're going to be looking at ways to motivate yourself to study. First, acknowledge your resistance and difficult feelings with motivation. It may be helpful to write these feelings or thoughts down and then leave these on the site so you can then study. Number two, do not run away. Avoiding work can make you feel deflated. This is emotionally more draining than having to go through the frustration of reading for your paper. Number three, do not blame yourself for procrastinating now and then. Try to become aware of the habit and gently make yourself to go back to the task sooner than, rather than later. Number four, try to understand your studying style better. What will make it easier for you to work? We are all prone to pleasant experiences and it is natural that we tend to avoid uncomfortable, dry chores and duties. So try to make your study experience as interesting as possible. Number five, don't question your abilities. Don't put yourself down by comparing yourself to others. Number six, visualize yourself starting. Make yourself sit down and work even if this is just for 20 minutes. See starting as a parallel process, like a plane on a runway. You may start sl slowed, but you will take off. Focus on the task at hand. Prioritize the most important task and avoid multitasking. Number eight, communicate to others any difficulties and or what you intend to do. This can help you engage with the process and identify the important tasks. Communication or externalization can help you commit with immediate goals and you could also find out others' point of view and tips. Number nine, take a time-limited approach in which you schedule your tasks. Ask yourself, how much can I achieve in the next two hours instead of, can I complete all tasks? In this way, you do not get as easily overwhelmed by the volume of study you need to do. And number 10, remember that studying can be challenging and take you out of your comfort zone. Think about the hiking of mountain Kilimanjaro. It is not easy and can even be uncomfortable, but the pleasure comes when you begin to see the view from height, feel the fresh air, and when you reach the destination, you get a sense of achievement and satisfaction. Focus on the outcome and not the struggle to get there. coping with fears and phobias. A fear becomes a phobia when you have to change your lifestyle to manage it. A phobia is an extreme or irrational fear or dread aroused by a particular object or circumstance to the point where it severely restricts your life. If you have a phobia, you get to great lengths to avoid an object or situation that most people consider harmless. Coming into contact or even the thought of coming into contact with the object of the phobia makes you panic. But you don't need to live with a phobia. All phobias are treatable. There's no need for anyone to continue to suffer and people can overcome phobias. Some phobias such as the fear of snakes won't usually affect everyday life, but others such as agoraphobia, the fear of open spaces, can make it very hard to lead a normal life. People ask for help when a phobia starts to interfere with their life. For example, they may be forced to give up uh, work because they can't take public transport or staying indoors to avoid missing people. It's a disabling condition that affects about 8% of the population at some point in their lives. Phobias can be specific such as fear of spiders, hikes or dentists, or more generalized such as the fear of open spaces, a fear of interacting with other people which is called social phobia, or even the dread of developing a phobia which is for pole phobia. Most common phobias that are 
experienced by a lot of people are sociophobia, agoraphobia, emetophobia, erythrophobia, driving phobia, hypochondria, aerophobia, arachnophobia, zoophobia, and claustrophobia. Sociophobia may start off as shyness, which then becomes exaggerated to the point of disrupting your life. Agoraphobia is often associated with panic attacks. People who have agoraphobia tend to avoid places that spark this panic. So how phobias start? It's not exactly known how phobias develop, but specific phobias are thought to originate in childhood between the ages of about 4 and 8. Social phobia and agoraphobia actually starts much later. Social phobia mostly starts at puberty and agoraphobia usually starts in the late teens or early 20s. So familiarizing with things that you are afraid of is actually a good way to prevent a phobia from developing. That way, we can wipe out the fear before it becomes a problem in later life. So some of the help for phobias would be for specific phobias, treatment involves some kind of exposure to the thing you are most afraid of. Some of it are called self-exposure therapy, which is a form of cognitive behavioural therapy and can be done using self-help books, self-help groups or even online self-help resources. And all of these have proven highly successful in helping people with phobias and other mental health issues. So it is important to address your phobia as soon as symptoms appear. Once phobias have been present for, uh, or, sorry, for present for a year or longer in adults or even children, they tend to continue if they don't overcome it with guided exposure therapy. So this is one thing to let you know that it is quite common and there's a way out. So to start it all would be to be aware of it and then notify and get the help that you need. Let's talk about some lowly things that might actually make you feel better right now. So it's been quite common nowadays, everyone is finding some mood boosting strategies um, and the struggle is to find moments of levity during this time. But I've kind of compiled a little list here, might some even sound a little silly. Little little actions that you can take if you want to move the needle on your mood in a positive direction. None of these things will change the challenges we are all facing right now, but moments of happiness are worth a shot. So let's see what won't be on the list first, okay? So ambitious projects, definitely a no-no. Um, listen, learning Japanese or creating a large-scale art installation are valid ways to use your time. But for some of us, getting out of bed is a major accomplishment. And doing anything on top of that is frankly a bonus. So with that in mind, um, we're only going to focus on small things you can try to increase joy if your mood is dipping and your energy is low. So I hope some of these will brighten your day a little bit. First, open your curtains. Second, read a children's book. It doesn't have to be to a child. You can just read it even to yourself. Um, they are normally much simpler and more wholesome. Um, and sometimes that's just what we might need. Third, have a discussion with a child if you have a sibling at home or a cousin. Fourth, keep a gratitude list. Fifth, change your sheets. Sixth, dance, sing, or both. Seventh, read one page from a book you really love. Eighth, try to make someone, or even more so yourself, laugh. Ninth, eat a cereal breakfast in the morning. 
10th, take a shower. 11th, have a heart out if you're working from home or studying from home. 12th, create a playlist of all your favorite songs or even podcasts. 13th, write down a good day or a bad day. 14th, do something nice for someone else. 15th, watch a cute animal live. Um, and you can actually find this a lot on YouTube or any channels that you have. 16th, acquire a low maintenance skill. 17th, meditate or just breathe. Sometimes doing something that can bring a lot of mindfulness towards yourself. And sometimes that's just what we really need. Have a try and hope it all works for you. some things to try if coronavirus anxiety is ruining your sleep. Who even remembers what sleep is these days? First, don't read the news right before bed. Limit the screen time before bed for a few reasons. Instead, find something relaxing to do before bedtime. Make your space as conducive to good sleep as possible. Only go to bed when you're actually tired. Try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. If you wake up at night, do something relaxing to fall back asleep. Don't consume substances or caffeinated items too close to bedtime. Exercise. Experiment with other outlets for stress and anxiety. Try to accept that basically anything and everything is normal right now, including your sleep issues. about gratitude journal if it's something that you've already been doing that's great if it's not it might be good to actually start first of all you will need to select your journal pick up a journal that looks appealing or decorate with pictures that you like of people or things that you actually care about before writing in a journal choose a ritual to repeat every time beforehand this might even include playing a favorite song or drinking a cup of tea so in expressing gratitude, there are lists of ideas that you can actually pick from. Just to name a few, you might make a gratitude list of items to express gratitude itself, draw images or create a collage of pictures, or even write a poem to capture and motivate your gratitude. In a moment of gratitude, it's about someone else. Organize a call, message the person, or meet up with the person online and tell them why you are grateful for them. This will make you feel good and also make the other person feel valued and improve their well-being. Some other ideas you might want to think about would be something someone did for you today, a person who you love, something you like to do, a talent you have, a part of your body you are grateful for, something that made you laugh today, a song you like, a game you like to play, a new skill you have learned, a food you like to eat, a pet that you love, something you have that you know other people don't have or a memory of something you have done in the past. There are a lot more out there, so be creative and perhaps start your own gratitude journal. <music> 